Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Guinness World Record holding Fondazi Fire. That's right, everybody. This is the Fondazi Fire Show, and this is the podcast where we ask the question, what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but today the answer is more Katie. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Adam Soko, and with me as always is my lovely and beautiful wife, Katie, Mighty Mouse Matryska. Hi. Hello. <laughs> and since we're interviewing me, we don't really have a guest, but we do have our lovely producer, Teresa. Hello. It's always nice to see you. Yeah. It's like I never see you. I know. I know. It's been so long. So... Katie, we're going to start off with just a little bit about getting to know you. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what did you want to be when you grew up? At what age? Any age. Um, I think starting in middle school, I actually wanted to be on Broadway. You did? Yeah. I wanted to sing and dance and act. What did you want to be when you were younger than that? An artist. Yeah, And there was a very short time when I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I think I was like six and my mom bought me for Christmas. It was one of those little, um, you know, my uh, portable keyboard things. And it had this microphone and I used to wear it around and I used to tell jokes and hit like the boom. And for like six months, yeah, I wanted to be a comedian. But that was a very short time and it was only because of my wonderful thing, keyboard. Yes. Words are hard. I can't remember what it's called. Excellent. You know, I, I could totally see you being a Broadway performer. But not a comedian? But yeah, I'm not so sure about the comedian part. But Broadway performer for sure. So, uh, yeah, basically any I've always wanted to be some sort of artist or performer of one, way, one form or another. Do you feel like you get some of that with Fondazi? I think I do. Yeah. Question number two. number two. Tell me, who inspires you and who do you view as a mentor? If they're one and the same, that's fine too. Hmm. Who inspires me? Um, well, I get a lot of inspiration actually from old musicals. Um, I grew up with watching them with my grandma. We watched a lot of musicals and we watched a lot of Esther Williams um, movies. So like Million Dollar Mermaid. Um, And I don't know if anyone out here knows Esther William movies, but they did a lot of the Bugsley Berkeley um, inspired things, you know, where the camera would pan up and there's all these women synchronized swimming and doing all these beautiful shapes and geometric things. And um, that's where actually I found a lot of inspiration, like Neo Agrafa, the one show piece that we do where we do the fans and we go in the circle and we slowly move around. That came from there. So that's I, I get a lot of inspiration from the, the musicals that I've enjoyed watching. Um, another source of inspiration would be my my older sister, my big sissy, and she uh, she has always been a dancer. Like she has a dance degree. She has danced in different companies before she um, 
became a fitness instructor. And so she now dances and teaches fitness classes. But um, I, when I was in high school, she was in college at the U of M and she would do uh, her college courses. She'd come home and she would have me, she would teach me a combination or teach me something to do so she could see it, especially when she was doing chore- doing her own choreography for different pieces and different projects for school. So I was, um, was kind of like her little, I don't want to say model, but toy in a way. Like she'd just come home and do this, do that, do this. Um, so I, in in a sense, I wasn't taught modern dancing in a conventional way. I was taught it through my sister. And she also would bring me to the U of M classes. So that was really fun when I was in middle school and high school. I got to go to the U of M classes and watch the modern dancers and at times participate. Very nice. Thank you. So I obviously know what you do at two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon because we're doing it right now. But what would you be doing at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon? Um, well, I would probably be laying on the couch watching TV. (laughs) So true, but at least we get some things done ahead of that. Yeah. Two o'clock is usually that, like the, that moment when we're both like, meh, we're done. Um, usually we've done a lift. We've done a walk. We've cleaned a bit, made lunch, cleaned up from lunch. And what kind of weight training do you prefer doing? Weight training? What do you mean? Well, what kind of weight training? I mean, I know I, what the answer I, is. I like to lift heavy things. So yes. <laughs> um, right now we're doing a mind pump. The, yes. What is Shout it called? Maps. Mind pump. Maps. Maps um, aesthetic. Yep. And so we just started phase two. So that's a full body. It starts out with like today we started out with squats and then we did bench press and then we went into, I can't even remember. <laughs> Uh, single arm arm rows yep single arm rows um so i like lifting heavy things and um yeah that's that's usually my saturdays and before we were the pandemic happened we would be at lifetime for many hours on saturday we'd actually go at two o'clock on saturdays or afternoon because at that point most of the classes are done saturdays it start to get slow and it's great to be able to go and have the entire gym to yourself we also had the opportunity to do choreography at lifetime at two o'clock during the winters because all the all the classes were done and all the uh, classrooms were open. That's right. Uh, for our Patreon friends, I'll be happy to put on some of the different uh, video recordings of Adam and I in a lifetime fitness studio <laughs> dancing with different things. I could even put up our little uh, dumbbell. So when we were choreographing our one piece, the staff piece, uh, we use dumbbells. World. New world. Yeah. We used dumbbells to show where everyone was going to be and how they would move around the stage. So, yeah. Yeah, that one was that one was choreographed from above uh, and meant to look a certain way to the people watching it from the front. But we had to choreograph it from above to see where everyone went. Yeah. Because it was a very complex pattern of movements for everybody. And that was kind of your piece. Yeah, I did most of the choreography on that one, which is which is a first. I'm not usually the choreographer. That's usually your job. Right. But that piece, we kind of took the inspiration from your old um, uh, drum corps days. Yes. Yeah. It was choreographed much like a drum corps show, just miniaturized. Right. And in my <laughs> head, when we were doing it, I was seeing the buzzly, the but but I was seeing the different patterns from, um, no, I can't think of his name. I said it before. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Brickly, but buzz be but yeah, no, okay, let's just move on. Bugs Bunny, got it, not Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've had 
we've had our lift. We've had our sitting around. Mm-hmm. Usually we get into comfort food on the weekend. So tell the audience, what is your favorite comfort food? Pizza. <laughs> Anything specific about pizza? I am very much a kid at heart when it comes to my pizza. I just want a plain old cheese. And then last last night was pretty special. Last night we did a pizza smorgasbord because yes. we live in a family where nobody can agree on a pizza. Yeah. We have our littlest that uh, thrives on no cheese on her pizza, but loves pepperoni. That's because she, she doesn't like stringy things. Right. She loves cheese. She will eat an entire cheese board <laughs> if there's slices of cheese or like she loves goat cheese. But if it's stringy, she won't even eat string cheese. Right. No string. So we got hers and we got Shane, his cheese pizza. And both of those were Little Caesars because they're nice and cheap. Then we, uh, we decided to try. Busby Berkeley. That's it. Sorry. Busby Busby Berkeley. Berkeley. Nice. Go on. We tried pizza karma last night for the first time. Mm -hmm. We got their butter chicken pizza and garlic chicken pizza. It was so good. The garlic chicken. The garlic chicken was really good. The, the butter chicken, I, I was hoping for a little bit stronger of uh, the Indian flavor, the butter chicken Indian flavor, but really wasn't there. Mm-mm. But it was tasty enough. And then you were so sweet and went to a third place and you went to Gina Maria's and you got me a very small cheese pizza. Yes. Which I finished today for lunch and it was delicious. So we are all comforted out for the weekend with tons and tons of pizza. <laughs> and then next week, Adam's going to say, I can't have pizza. We had too much last weekend. That's usually what he says. <laughs> Most likely. I get to have my comfort food for dinner tonight. We get to have steak. Yes. And pasta. It'll be fantastic. Um, here's one for you. What do you value most in your life? I value people. I value my children, my husband, my friends. That's what I value the most. It's part of the reason why we had so many pizzas last night. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yes. Um, Tell me two truths and then one thing you wish was true. And we'll see if the audience can't figure out which is which. Okay. Um, I have to think about that. Usually when we do these things, I say something like, I can eat fire. And people think that's not true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But that's not going to work with this. Um, Okay. I... Love snow, but I hate the cold. That's fair. Um, right now it's snowing outside. It is snowing outside. I love fitness, um, but it takes me a while to actually like go do it. Mm-hmm. I guess like I, I don't want to get off the couch. I really like laying on the couch. I'm not going to lie about that. It's one of my favorite things to do is just lounge around and watch movies. So I could probably do that all day, even though I've had multiple times in my life where I've had to do that. I was about on bed rest twice and then had some surgeries and things where it put me in bed. But what was the question again? Well, two truths and one thing you wish was true. Oh, okay. What was my truth? <laughs> <laughs> Those really, really weren't truths. Those are kind of just random, weird things about me. Those were factoids. Are they yeah. factoids? I think those are truths. True factoids. Um, and something that I wish was true. Yep. That I have visited um lots of places. Yeah. That you I know, travel a lot. I I 
I don't even, I can't even say if you wish that was true because every time I say, where do you want to go? The answer is always Disney, Disney World. <laughs> so it's not that we haven't had the opportunity to spend money to go other places and travel. It's just that you've always wanted to go to Disney World. Um, so I, and I keep telling you, once the kids are gone and it's just <laughs> you and I, we can travel wherever you want as long as Disney is nearby. So we can go to Paris and then go to Disney. We can go to Tokyo and then go to Disney. So, I don't think everyone quite understands how much of a Disney uh, person I am. How much of a Disney person? Well, are Adam, you? let me ask you, Adam. Yes. Is there a lot of Disney in our house? There's a couple rooms that have Disney. When you say a couple rooms that have Disney, what exactly do you mean? I mean every room has Disney. We have a cars cars Disney bathroom, and yeah. we also have a Maleficent uh, oh, bathroom. But. but- Let's let's go back to the cars bathroom because that was all you when we were in Disneyland. By the way, not Disney World, Disneyland. Very specific. Because that's where they have Cars Land. Yep. You wanted, <laughs> you wanted the big metal. I mean, it's big. It's big, big metal uh, thing of Lightning McQueen. Yeah. So we bought that, and then we had to put it up. Well, I mean, the the advantage there was that we drove to Disneyland yeah. from Minnesota. Yeah. Through Seattle, of course. Well, we had to go there first. Yes. Because that's where my sister was. And that's also, I was there doing a bike fitting course. That's true, you were. And that was the only thing that prompted that trip, actually, was just I had to go do a bike fitting course. And you're like, you know, it'd be great. Disneyland. Well, it's not the only (laughs) thing. I mean, at that point in time, too, um, we we had a little bit of extra money just because... I was a beneficiary of somebody who passed. And so we decided to take a little bit of money and to go drive down to Disneyland. So it wasn't just like this random, hey, we're going to be in Seattle close enough, which might have been where my brain started. But <laughs> there was it's a on the East Coast. Right? I mean, it, we're closer to Disneyland than West we, Coast. we are. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I remember most about that is trying to drive down the old highway. Uh, and someone could probably tell me which old highway it is. Highway 6? I'm not even sure. Is that the one I got sick on? Yeah. And I did too. And I was driving, but that thing was so windy up and down and left and right. And (laughs) after a few hours of that, it was, it was enough. Uh, My favorite was when you've been driving all night and then you asked me to take over and like two hours later it started hailing and then I made you take over driving because we were going into the mountains. I think it was two hours. I think Uh, it was more like 10 minutes. No, it was like two hours. You fell asleep. It took me like 10 minutes to get into the back seat. (laughs) Finally fell asleep. And then, yeah, it was get back up here and drive it was hailing and we were going through the mountains okay (laughs) i'm not good with that you were the one who's a driver for the military come on now so much better primary job yeah so it only made sense to wake you up and make you drive anyway back to disney (laughs) (laughs) yes you love disney i do love disney we've only been there a couple times only a couple times so you want to travel. I do want to travel there. I really want to go to Greece. Okay. Um, but there's no Disney in Greece. There is not Disney in Greece. And I still want to go. It would yeah. be better if Disney was in Greece. But, you know, I can bring my Disney bags. I only have a couple of those. Right. Just like we only have a couple rooms in the house that have Disney in there. Yeah. There, I mean, our bedroom technically doesn't have Disney. What's your favorite thing to do in Disney? All of it. 
You can't do all of it. I come on, Adam. You know me. When we walk, like even when we're on the bus, the, when we're in the the Magic Express going to Disney, you laugh at me every time because I am like vibrating because I am so happy and excited. Yeah. And you know, I just love walking around in there. I don't need to go on the rides, and I like pin trading. So I don't, but I don't like talk to people who have pins. I only do it with the employees because I am little too shy with that of hey you're wearing pins let's trade no i just rather go to the employees be like i want that one and i want that one because they have to trade you two pins if you want to There's i'm kind of sad that pin trading has nearly gone away like it still exists in the shops a little bit but yeah it's not nearly as big and fun as it used to be right i think it got oversaturated with the number of pins that there was but yeah but i mean now it's more like a treasure hunt when you find that that lot that you want to get and then you have to try to find all of them to trade i like doing that i like the hunts i also like doing the scavenger hunts at disney for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know that they're scavenger hunts they have free scavenger hunts you can do um at the magic kingdom they have it in the um oh adventureland where pirates of the caribbean is that's in adventureland right i think it is yeah okay um you can go to one of the little in like they have a little kiosk hut thing and you go in and um they give you a map and then they give you this little coin. That's not a coin. It's a cardboard thing, right? Sorry. It's like a cardboard thing and you it's interactive. So when you put it on wherever in that little area of the park, it something will happen, whether it's something rises out of the water and tells you the next clue or the little clam will open. I don't remember what they all are, but there's, there's three different maps. So there's three different scavenger hunts you can go on and then you get a free fast pass into Pirates of the Caribbean. Which actually, I think is the best. yes. My favorite part, though, actually, of Disney World is the food. Yes. You you know this, Adam. I, I take months planning where we're going to eat and when we're going to eat. Yeah. I know. We, uh, we used to run in Disney, and we might do that again someday. But the only way that I could keep Katie going <laughs> on training for running was to read her Disney menus as we ran and trained here in Minnesota. Um, by the way, that we were training for a marathon, so it wasn't like short runs. This was like a seven-mile run, and I'm on mile five going, I'm going to die. And Adam's like, <laughs> okay, at the Grand Floridian, you can have flame mignon with risotto. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. Yep. It's good times. You ever want to motivate Katie? Food. Disney food. Just food in general. I love food. <laughs> it goes well with the fitness. I know, right? And the more I eat. I mean, really, you just feed your body to lift, and I'm okay with that. Yep. Yeah, so you have you have done some pretty amazing runs in Disney. You've done a marathon. You've done a half marathon. You try, You almost completed the Dopey Challenge. The Dopey Challenge is a five. It's on Friday. You do – no, sorry. Thursday, you do the 5K. Friday, you do the 10K. Um, Saturday, you do the half marathon, and Sunday, you do the full. And I got to mile 23 on Sunday, and – I had fallen the day before. It slipped. You fell during the 10K. No. Yeah. Because no, it was. Yeah. Okay. I fell during the 10K. That's right. And I, and I just specifically remember asking you um, if I was going to hurt myself anymore if I continued to run. And you said you'll be in more pain, but you're not going to like hurt it more, <laughs> if that gonna, makes sense. Yeah. You're not going to damage yourself anymore, but it's not going to feel good. Right. And um, I remember. You sprained your knee. Mile 23. At that point, I had been crying since mile 20. And my sister was running with me. And at that point, I needed salt. <laughs> so those of you who don't know, when you run long distances, you need salt, um, which is actually the same marathon. My sister, my one sister and I were running together because she promised not to leave me. And my other sister 
wanted to get um she wanted to make a personal record of her PR so she we were like go just run um and we caught her on the upswing there was this way you would go down to one of the resorts and then you turn around and you run down the road the other way so we were the runners were passing each other and we actually passed our sister and she looked like she was going to pass out and she goes I need salt and my other sister started screaming my sister needs salt. We need salt. And all of a sudden there was like 15 runners who ran over, stopped and started handing us stuff. I really do <laughs> like that community. Um, and that was also the run. I don't remember if we ever got his name, but there was this gentleman who was running. And um, so I get really hyper, yeah. especially when I run, like in order to keep me like weary to go i i like jump up and down and people are you know having the signs with runners and i'm like yes and i run and i scream and i jump and i high five everyone and so um this guy every time he we passed him i started yelling at him that he could do it and then my sister started it so we were kind of egging him on as we passed him and then he he was doing a run walk like we were so he would walk a certain distance and then run a certain distance and then walk a certain distance so he were kind of leapfrogging with him and we started, he started egging us on and we started egging him on. And then, um, he, he was ahead of us when we ended up stopping and my, my hands were probably two sizes bigger than they are now. Cause I needed salt. So everything was swelling in me and the medic tent at mile 23, the medic said, um, you can keep going, but you're not going to be able to walk tomorrow. Yep. And the next day we had animal kingdom, I believe. Yeah, we were going to Animal Kingdom. So I, my sister said we should probably stop, Katie. And we stopped and we got on the go- the goofy cart. And uh, when we went back to the the end, we actually passed that guy. He had finished and he thanked us because he said that he didn't think he could make it without us egging him on, which felt really good. But then it felt really bad to tell him I did not make it. <laughs> <laughs> but you came back. I did. You went, you went back. You did the the goofy challenge the next time, which was the half yes. marathon on Saturday and the full on Sunday. Yes. And Haley ran the half marathon with us that year. And then do you remember what happened after that? No. We went to the kid races because oh, we yeah. didn't get Shane and Ashlyn signed up to do the 5K in time. So they were doing a mile run. Well, Ashlyn decided she didn't want daddy to run with her because you could have a parent. She wanted mommy to run with her. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I was more than happy not I know. to be running again. So I went down to go run with them, and then we found out that Ashlyn is our runner, and she just ran the entire mile in, like, what, 11 minutes or something? She was like, pretty quick. She was, And then Shane was the one. I was like, come on, come on, buddy. <laughs> Keep walking. And he's like. Can't do it. Yeah. He was just like, this is so hard. He's not a runner. No, he's not. It's made for the short distance. Yes, he is. Same with me, honestly. It, the, the fact that I even did those marathons still amazes me because I am definitely a short distance type of guy. I'm the lifting heavy. And moving short distances. Yeah, but you totally rocked them. You and Aaron. Yeah, we did all right. I have no idea what my time was or anything like that. But The best thing about those Disney runs, though, was that we all got to dress up. Yes. We wear co- running costumes. So I I made us running skirts, me and my sisters. Um, you and I were Flynn Rider and Rapunzel, so I had purple and then I put like a made like a bodice looking thing out of my workout top, my running top. And then I made Adam like a doublet out of his running top. And I really like making the costumes. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing that really motivates you to get down there besides the food is being able to dress up. Yeah. And the medals. I really like the medals. Shirts aren't that great, though. No, we just got rid of a whole bunch of them in Goodwill because yeah. we hadn't been wearing them. <laughs> but the medals are on the wall. So there's more Disney there. Yep. 
Disney medals all throughout the hallway. Yeah. Lots of them. I could just talk about Disney forever. I know. This is basically the Disney interview with Katie. Well, I, I have planned out a Disney vacation for a couple of friends of mine when they're like, we don't know what to do. I'm like, oh, I got you. So, Katie, would you say that Disney is the hobby that you wish you had more time for? Or is there a different hobby that you wish you had more time for? Hmm. I wouldn't say Disney is a hobby. I would say it's an obsession. Yeah. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, Not just for you, but probably for a lot of different people. I'm sure there's a lot of Disney obsessed people out there. Well, I just like a lot of stuff about it. I mean, they're going to have good and bad about everything. And I feel the same way about Disney. But I think that the overall vision of Walt Disney is amazing. He wanted a place where he could spend time with his kids and his family. And, you know, Adam, one thing that was extremely important to me when you and I got married was family, Mm -hmm. especially since I already had Haley and you were, you were stepping into an already made family. And it was very much a, this is my core. This is what's going to happen. And you were like, yes. So, I mean, knowing that and knowing how Walt Disney viewed time with his family, it's very much makes me go. Yay. One of my one of my favorite things about Disney is honestly the customer service and just the attention to detail to make the experience as good as it can possibly be. Um, one one instance that comes to mind for me was when we were at the boathouse, and we all had an amazing meal at the boathouse, which is in Disney Springs. For anybody who's not familiar with it, and you don't need to be in the park to eat there. By the way, you can just go to Disney Springs and eat there. Yep. And uh, we were having trouble with our magic bands. Our food food plan was supposed to be attached to our magic band, but nobody, it wasn't working for anybody. And we ended up, or you ended up being on the phone for an hour. Yeah. Um, with customer service. I think it was about an hour and it was our first night. So we had, che- we had checked into the hotel. Um, the, act- the magic bands were supposed to be activated and we went out to dinner, which we had uh, reservations at the boathouse, I think. Or maybe we didn't. Oh, we did. We did? Okay. Um, and yeah, I was on the phone with them for an hour, which is something that I like to do when it comes to family things. Uh, if there's customer service that needs to be done, usually I'm the one on the phone just because I've had so much um, experience working the other side of customer service that I feel really frustrated um, with people who get really mad at customer service agents because I'm like, they don't have any power to do anything. It's not their <laughs> fault. So um, when I talk to customer service, usually I am apologizing and under and trying to tell them I understand this is not your fault and blah, 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 blah. So I was very much like, let me do this because I don't want them to get yelled at. Right. Because <laughs> everyone was very, very frustrated. Um, nothing was working. We couldn't leave and whatnot. And our our waiter was really good. He was amazing. Yeah, our waiter our waiter was so amazing that he had a friend who worked in the customer relations department and he gave her a call and told her about everything that had happened to us. And then the next day we had a care package from customer relations in the in the hotel which had a cooler bag and the finding the hidden Disney Mickey heads in it and some uh special glasses for watching the fireworks and a bunch of other stuff, some yeah. water and whatnot. It was just like super cool that they go that extra mile to make sure that you have a good experience down there. Right. Well, I think that's something that we also, our family is really good with is that we understand that there's going to be mix-ups, there's going to be snafus, there's going to be, nothing's going to ever work out a 100% the way that you want it to. And if you keep a cool level head and if you keep an understanding mentality about it, Disney's going to have a wonderful mentality about it too. And they're going to help you as much as they can. 
Yeah, they really do. Um, so I would, th- I think that my Disney is more of an obsession than a hobby. Uh, one thing I'd like to do more for hobby is painting. I, I have love painting. I started painting in high school and I have canvases and I have paint. Um, I have easels and brushes, but at this point in time, my children have taken them. My, my oldest is also a painter. Haley is. So she's taken most of my canvases and she's used almost all my acrylic paint and has asked for more for Christmas and so I wish I was able to paint more. Uh, I also wish that I could sew more. The only time I sew is for is for costumes. But I I've been making I've been working on sewing my youngest a weighted blanket for like a year now. And something she keeps going, "Can I have this, mom? Are you almost done with my blanket?" I'm like, "Um, almost. Kinda, maybe." So I would like to sew more, learn how to actually use a pattern because I am self-taught with my sewing. Um, my mom had a machine, but my mom doesn't sew very well. I love you, mom, but she doesn't sew very well. Um, and when I work, started working at the festival, I had one costume that we bought. And then the next year when I started being uh, a Romani or a gypsy, we weren't really Romani at that point, um, I needed a new costume. And my mom was like, we just spent a whole bunch of money on this other costume. I'm not, you, you can make one or you can just use the other costume you have. So I had to figure out how to make my costume. So I took our sewing machine and the very first thing I made was a shirt and that was out of gray pants. So I cut it and I re-sewed it and I was able to make a new shirt. Um, and then slowly I just started teaching myself how to cut and how to basically I would look at another like another shirt or another skirt or another something and just um, piece it together in my head and enough where I was able to sew it and have it look the way that it's supposed to look. So you mentioned uh, doing customer service and having experience with it. Do you mind telling everyone what you do professionally? At the moment, I am the customer care representative for Honest Home Inspection. That's right. And we're all uh, very nepotistic with Honest Home Inspection. I am one of the inspectors for Honest Home as well. And Chris is the owner with Teresa. And Chris is the head inspector. And Teresa works with Honest Home Inspection as well. So um, Before that, though, I worked as a paraprofessional with special ed at the, our children's school. Um, and before I got that job, I was a substitute teacher primarily for special ed. So I have a degree in child psychology. Yeah, so we really like the theme of children and helping people out. Yeah. And family and community and everything like that. Well, I and that's what I really like about Honest Home Inspection is that it's there's it's a really we're based on education. We like to and helping. So we like to help people, we like to educate people, and those are things that I like. So you said earlier that your favorite thing is the snow, but not the cold. Mm-hmm. Um what is your favorite season? Fall. Fall is? Mm-hmm. What makes fall your favorite season? I love all the colors. Yeah. Um, we got married in the fall. It's true. It's because I like the colors. <laughs> Honestly, that was one of it. The whole thing when you we were trying to discuss our wedding and whatnot, it was, well, what colors are good at what time of the year? Well, I like the fall colors. I like the, the maroons and the oranges and the browns and the greens and all those really dark autumn-y fall colors. So, um, and we were very fortunate to have a warm 
autumn wedding. We we were. It was very nice. But I also like uh, wearing my sweaters and I like wearing pants. I'm not a big fan of hotness, mm-hmm. <laughs> being hot. Um, I think we've touched on it before, but I don't sweat. I have a weird thing, genetic thing. My dad doesn't sweat, neither does my grandma. And so uh, the summer when it gets really hot, I have a problem with because I don't like going outside because it makes me nauseous or makes me dizzy or I just feel really uncomfortable and I don't like it because, I mean, you can only take off so many clothes and be appropriate outside (laughs) (laughs) or you stay inside and you don't do anything. Um, So I like the fall because I can wear sweaters and I can put layers on and I can look very cute in my hats and my coats and my sweatshirts and um, yeah. Awesome. But I also don't like being cold either. So, right. So we like a we like a warm fall. Yes, that's perfect. So I have one final question for you. Something to leave the listeners with. Uh, could you tell the listeners one piece of wisdom that you've learned over the years? Be patient. Patience with everything. Patience with people, with kids, with problems. Patience is what you what makes things happen when you're able to take a breath and have patience, you can get more information. You can figure out what to do. You can give time for other people to process what's going on and to react or to say things or to help you. That's excellent. Thank you. I like that. If there's any uh, questions that you would like us to ask other Fondazi members, we're going to plan on doing more of these interviews in the future. And we welcome any uh, inquiries that you may have about the performance members of Fondazi. So thank you, Katie, for taking your time and patience today to have this interview with us. I think it will really be nice for the audience members to get to know each one of us and to get to know you as well. It was my pleasure. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, pop on over to Patreon and look for Fondazi Fire. If you have any questions or show ideas for us in the future, anything you want to know, then email us at fondazi at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to Fondazi Fire Presents What Do You Want on your favorite podcast platform.